Welcome everyone to the Holstein House Podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. (laughs) Good morning, all y'all. It is Friday, finally Friday, September the 8th, 2023. And yes, in my highly trained broadcasting um, professional broadcasting manner, I did not have the opening page on. You came live to the, <laughs> my big face sitting here staring at you while the music played. Well, again, good morning. I'm Robin Holstein. I am the host of the Holstein House broadcast. I am also the host of uh, Holstein House, a uh, small B&B located in the heart of Kanawha County, West Virginia, USA. It's Friday, September the 8th, 2023, and this is episode 96, 96 of the Holstein House broadcast. Uh, Today, we're answering questions on hosting uh, B&B from your home or small homestead or your apartment or your uh, off detached uh, building. Uh, We're talking about fall and winter food preps and pantries and food storage and processing and and a lot more this morning. On Fridays, we call it uh, unscripted, uh, live unscripted. And uh, that's because I just generally toss any um, prepared ideas out the window and uh, chat with you guys as you show up and ask questions. And if you don't have any questions to ask or any comments or uh, topics you want to talk about, then I do have a little list of things to, that I go through and um, and cover so that we're not sitting here with a bunch of dead air. I apologize a little bit. I'm a little hoarse this morning. I'm not really sure why. Um, I did have a hiccups a little bit ago. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't think that's it, but uh, it could still be the air here in the bunker. Um, I did manage to get the, um, well, I think I got the rest. There was some um, um, some blankets and things that the dogs usually lay on uh, when they're down here with me. And um, I thought I had, the, I didn't think they were damp, but apparently they were. And so I got those up and out of here. And so that damp, wet, uh, mildewy, um, Odor is out. Out. Um, however, I'm still a little hoarse down here, so it maybe there's still still some dampness and stuff here um, that I need to uh, to find. And the challenge is, is I have to try to do that on top of everything else. But I am still eternally grateful, uh, eternally grateful that I didn't lose what uh, a lot of people did. There's still, you know. Um, a week and a half out from the uh, microburst that we got in our community, there's still a lot of people with no home to go home to. So um, I found out, uh, obviously there's a lot more than than just this lady, but I found out that one of the ladies um, who uh, I've known about all of my life, she um, was one of the um, formidable members of the local Baptist church. Um, and here in this little town, we would, uh, when the Baptist church, they'd have uh, Bible school one week. And then uh, our church, the Methodist church, would have Bible school the next week. And and so everybody in the communities would rotate. And then there was a different Baptist church just a couple miles from here. And we'd all rotate. We'd all go. It's, a lot of times it would be the same themes because you the churches would buy them from the same companies. Um <clears throat> But you'd go three, you know, through through the summer, you'd go to three different Bible schools <laughs> when you were a kid. And uh, Faye was one of the um, one of the um, uh, stalwart members of the Baptist Church, and she was uh, always one of the ones that uh, headed up the the Bible studies at the Baptist Church. And I <laughs> found out uh, Wednesday that um, 
looks like she's totally lost her house uh, because of the flooding that hit uh, an area here called Witcher Creek. And um, she's uh, staying with uh, some, I don't know, if Mary didn't, she just said she was staying with somebody else. So I don't know if she's staying with family or friends, uh, church members or who she's staying with, but she's staying somewhere else. Um, not in her home. And I know she's devastated. She's about my father's age. And um, I imagine uh, she's just one of those little sweet little church lady types, you know, uh, doesn't know a stranger, loves everybody. And uh, I imagine it's just been devastating for her um, and a lot of other people. And again, I just thank the good Lord that, uh, that I don't have that uh, trouble, that uh, the water that I got, it didn't just, I mean, it were in some stuff, but it wasn't anything. I mean, I still have my house. I still have my clothes. I still have my food. Um, I didn't lose, lose stuff like she did. So we continue to pray for the people as they uh, get back and recover from that. So the little, little thing you see streaming across there, it says, uh, YouTube keeps 30% of super chats. Um, so send, uh, send sats or satoshis via zaps or tips instead. And then I have a lightning address there, Robin underscore Holstein at Ellen dot tips. And so in, I, I'm not monetized anyway. Uh, but if you were to want to, um, um, tip me <laughs> or don't, don't use the super chat, don't use the YouTube super chat. Um, they don't, I mean, it's not. I understand it's their platform. I understand that. And I'm using it at no charge. I get that. But they don't need 30%. God doesn't even get 30%. God only asks for 10%. I don't think YouTube is God. But that's not just for YouTube because that goes for we're streaming on Rumble and uh, we're streaming on Facebook, and I do put links in some other social media sites. So if you're into using Satoshis and sharing uh, value for value, and you find something in the broadcast today that, yeah, is worth a couple of sats here or there, you, you could drop a few to that little address. I'll take it that scroll off there here in a minute. <clears throat> well, what's going on around the Holstein house? Around the Holstein house uh, is an area where we talk about things that are going on with the bed and breakfast um, or uh, in the quick camp. Uh, any upcoming reservations, trials, tribulations, guests from heaven, guests from hell, if it relates to the bed and breakfast, we talk about it here. So I generally um, am starting off talking about B&B. Right now, we, um, we do prefer direct book, but we do also have an account with Airbnb and a longstanding account with them. And um, sorry, I swear. Uh, a long-standing account with Airbnb since 2017, and we've been using them. I don't want to say exclusively because I, we don't. We're not exclusive to Airbnb, but they are the driving force uh, on our um, our bookings as of now. We we do try to encourage people to direct book because you also you save money by direct booking. You also get a few more perks direct booking you can there's some uh breakfasts that i offer to, for direct book guests that airbnb guests don't get everybody gets this gets a light continental style breakfast uh to eat if they choose and they should never feel um pressured to eat i did have one guest one time say she felt pressured to eat it i thought i don't know why just it's it's sitting there if you want it if you don't want it just don't i mean do you feel pressured at one of the hotels that have them set out but Anyway, uh, it's there for anyone. You know, we usually offer juice and milk and coffee and tea and, um, as far as drinks. And we offer um, English muffins and um, bagels and breads. Sometimes I've made them myself. It just depends on what's going on, how much time I have, uh, the moods that I'm in. Uh, we offer uh, cereals, a selection of cereals. We offer oatmeal. And, you know, obviously hot water for tea or hot water for oatmeal and for fresh fruit. It's all there available for whomever stays. Um, we also, we are working on building a, what we call a quick camp. A quick camp is just a, a couple little spots here in our yard for folks that are traveling through who may want a spot to stay that are tent camping. 
and um, perhaps you're going from um, one area uh, south of us. And, and I'm just going to say, uh, uh, oh, Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Say you say you were down there and you were tent camping somewhere in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, and you're traveling up to Michigan, and you wanted someplace to stop. Uh, but you don't want to drive back out in the way, you know, and you're tent camping and you don't really want a hotel. I mean, we're going to be offering spots here. Just small spots, just enough room for a tent and uh, or two. Uh, we're going to have a couple spots and uh, a facility to use in the night if you need to get up and use the facilities at night because we'll have the house locked up. But um, you'll have a you'll have a facility with a hand washing station. Um for nighttime use if you need it and um, then perhaps perhaps you will be invited in for breakfast i'm debating on whether to do that or not do it at an additional charge I, I don't have all the things worked out yet but i do have that much worked out for sure but uh, we're going to be doing that <clears throat> that that ties into something else that i'll be talking about a little later but um uh we're going to be doing that uh, hopefully before the end of October and the middle of November. Now, I anticipate not offering that all year, just through certain parts of the year, say, 1st of May through the end of October. I, I haven't I haven't really decided on that. We're going to kind of see how the demand is for that and how it's going to work. It may not work. I mean, we may try it and find that, yeah, this isn't, this isn't going to, no, nah, this isn't going to work, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then, um, so we're going to be getting that together. Um, we don't have it all done yet, but we are getting it together. And um, Airbnb, obviously, I did mention that we do accept Airbnb hosting houses listed with Airbnb and has been listed since 2017. It's uh, our guest room. We have a guest room here in the house and um, we, uh, we have it listed on Airbnb. We had a, a couple, a husband and wife, um, contact me last, it was the last week of the week before. They were having trouble booking the room. Well, in, I mean, once you've done this for a while, and it's, you know, I, I don't mind sharing my experiences, but once you've done this for a while, you start picking up on people who are just going to be a nightmare to host. And um, this had the potential to, to be a nightmare situation, the um, the spouse, the wife was. Uh, I think he was at the computer and she was on the phone with me. So she was calling me, and she dug up my um, notary business phone number, and uh, I don't take Airbnb calls on that number. But anyway, she had called on that. I got her voice message and I called her back and she said, well, we're trying to book the room, trying to use Airbnb to book the room and, and it won't go through. It keeps wanting our, our picture. And I knew that she wasn't direct booking. So it wasn't anything I had in control over. And um, I told her, I said, well, here's what, I, here's what I believe is going on. You've probably just set up your account and it wants you to put a photo, a legitimate photo. And she said, well, we tried that and it wouldn't have been, I was on the phone with her for several minutes and I said, well, you can direct book. And I told her how to do that. And she says, well, it won't let me, it shows me, but it won't let me. And at that point I was a little confused because it should have let her. And so I pulled up, I went to the computer and I pulled it up and I said, well, it looks like it's working fine on my end. But in the meantime, her husband had been able to block the dates through Airbnb. So you couldn't direct book because the dates were blocked. And so we got that worked out and she says, okay, well, we'll see you. And we're coming in for an, uh, a class reunion and a few other things. Well, she called me yesterday and I was trying to fix dinner and I, I saw it and I, I, uh, I, I took her message and, and was, if I got dinner to where I could walk away from it, I called her back. We want to cancel the room. His sister had already got us a room and I thought she hadn't. It didn't take you a week to find out that your sister-in-law had booked you a room. What has happened, I suspect, was they found something closer to where they wanted to go. And they decided they didn't want to stay with somebody else in their home. And how can you do it? Because I've heard all these conversations before. 
Ooh, I wouldn't want to stay in somebody else's house, you know. They have no idea what it's about. They have no idea. They're so accustomed to the hotel room when really a hotel room, in my opinion, is more of a gamble because, you know, I know I cleaned that room. I know I cleaned that uh, duvet cover. I know I cleaned that stuff. And I go into a hotel room. I don't know. I doubt that they, they don't change the bed uh, bedspread between guests you can watch it you can sit and watch the the housekeeping trolley go up and down and you see they don't change the bed spreads so it anyway it doesn't matter she said well i know they won't give me our money back or, or i know you've got already got our money from our checking account and i just kind of sat there because i wasn't going to be the first one to speak and she said because when we booked the room you took the money from our checking account and I continued to sit there and she says, so I, I don't figure Airbnb is not going to get, or she just said B&B. She said, B&B is not going to give us our money back. And I said, well, let me tell you this. Um, Airbnb, the corporation has your money, not me. I don't get paid until after you've been here. I said, if it's more than one night, it's usually the second night that I get paid. Uh, by Airbnb. They hold your money. So I don't see it. Uh, if it's a one night stay, I don't get paid till the next morning. If it's a multi-night stay, I usually don't get paid till the second night. So I, I don't have your money. And you're correct. I have a no cancellation policy. Uh, and in my mind, I was thinking, you don't want this woman here. She said, well, how about if, since it's already paid for, if I let, if I have somebody else come. I said, that would violate Airbnb's policy against third-party bookings. So what happens is when you book a room and let somebody else stay there, it's called a third-party booking. It violates Airbnb's policies. Since you booked the room through Airbnb, I have to go by that policy or I'll get uh, closed out by Airbnb. They'll I mean, they wouldn't close me the first time, but if they, if it gets to, if it happens, you know, and it, something gets reported or, I mean, it, they could potentially pull my listing. But uh, I told her, I said, it's, it violates their policies and I can't do that. She said, hmm, well, I guess I'm just out all that money. I said, well, what you can do. And you have to do it from your side. I can't do it for you. You can, some accounts, it depends on how long you've had your account. Some of them have a phone number that you can call directly. Otherwise, there is an online form that you can fill out to request a reimbursement. I said, I don't know how long it will take, but I will agree to reimburse your money, but you have to do it through them. I mean, almost immediately, bing, my phone is chiming that she has requested, she has canceled the room and wants her money back. And so I waited a little while. <laughs> but I went ahead and uh, logged into the account and uh, approved the reimbursement of the full amount because I knew I did, I just did not want any part of that. But I also sent a message with that because you, you select you know, reimburse how much full amount, percentage of the amount, and message. And I put in the message, uh, since I have not been paid by Airbnb, I cannot tell you how long it will be before you're reimbursed. You may not be reimbursed until next week. Uh, you may get reimbursed right away. I don't know. And I just left it at that. And she did call again and say, uh, well, she called twice. She'd called well, she called three times. She called the first time to talk to me about it. She called the second time to tell me she was requesting reimbursement. And she called the third time to say she had received a message that it was being reimbursed. So I, I didn't call her back those other two times because I just kept it within the Airbnb message portal, which is really what you should do when you're dealing with them anyway. Because you have a, um, uh, a you have documentation of your, of any agreements and conversations. And if there was any dispute that come up, they're going to look at those messages. So I went ahead and reimbursed her and thought to myself, good riddance. I, I just 
don't want to be involved with that at all. Dealing with her, she, I could tell. And it wasn't that she was going to be a, a bad person. It's just she was just going to be hard to deal with because she didn't understand how Airbnb worked. She didn't understand how I was getting paid. She didn't understand all these things. So I could see that there'd be a lot of questions. Uh, she'd said, and all of this is in the description. And she'd said, um, so we have to check in anyway. This was before she said she was going to submit for reimburse or for, to cancel it and re get reimbursed. I said, yeah, you'd come here and check in. I'll give you a key if you need to be out late and you can come and go as you need to. Oh, well, you know, it's a shame because we've got this other place to stay. And I thought, I, I just don't need this. I just don't need this. So that's the short of that with the Airbnb and the cancellations. And that prompted a message from Airbnb on their updated cancellations policy. And I won't spend a lot of time on it today. But <laughs> in an effort to make things easier for the hosts, they're making it easier for the guests so it just um, I haven't spent a lot of time reading it I just read the initial email that summarized the revisions in the cancellation policy and it just makes it <clears throat> I let's say you were trying to rent the room and um, you said oh I really hate there's so many stairs but oh you know I guess I can stay there I mean you're just grumbling and groaning and I know you're going to be a problem guest you don't want to climb the stairs but I mean I can't take stairs out <laughs> and after you've done this a while you can pick up on people who do these things if I were to say this this um the house is not a good fit for this guest and decline your request to book Airbnb's telling me now I can't do that so um if I get if I get the impression or you say something in our um, discussion when you book a room or when you request to book a room and I feel like I don't you know you don't need to be here I don't want you here there's something wrong here and um, they're stopping me from being able to do that so otherwise I have to petition them or something to to say that there's that I'm worried that I feel unsafe and I, that's just getting ridiculous because I should I, this is my home and I have a right to turn down people I think uh, are not a good fit to stay in my home if someone says you need to be you need to keep your dogs up because I don't like dogs you're not a good fit for this house and I, I should not be forced to uh, let you stay. And I should be able to say, I don't think you're a good fit, you know. I, but I've got to spend some more time reading the revised. And it may not really even be revised. It may be an automatically generated because of the cancellation. I don't know. But I need to read it. I just haven't had time. AirBTC, uh, which is a, a beta program, looks like it's still in the works uh, i've not gotten any inquiries through airbtc at this point um, most of the properties i see on there which is still in the low double digits um, it hasn't really grown much since right after i got on it they appear to be um, uh, european uh, countries or uh, european locations um, I need to look at that some more. I just haven't had time. I need to look at that some more. I'm, I may close that listing. I really liked the idea of it because the full transaction would be in Satoshi's parts, uh, parts of Bitcoin. And I really liked that idea, but it doesn't look like it's moved much. So I'm going to have to uh, revisit that. Alrighty then. General projects around the house. Uh, around Holstein House. So, um, oh, I do have a question over here on Rumble. I'm sorry, I don't, uh, Rumble's on a different screen over here. I can't run it on the same screen. And your, and comments on Rumble don't show up in uh, StreamYard. So I have to, I have to turn and look for those. Um, and I apologize there. Catholics are cool. 
which is the name of the uh, person who has asked that question. It says, what's a B&B? A bed and breakfast? Yes. Yes. And you are about 20 seconds delayed. So um, it's going to be about 20 seconds from the time that I see your, your posts and things before I can get a, a response to you. But it's good to have you there. Good to have you there. General projects around the Holstein house. Uh, here we discuss uh, some of the projects that are going on. Um, and these are some longer term projects that we have going. And the doghouse is one um, that we've been talking about most of the summer. It is technically finished. The roof on the doghouse is technically finished. The uh, guy that owns the company that came over and uh, got the bid and did the job for me. Um, he, saw, he swung by yesterday afternoon about three o'clock, I think it was. No, Wayne was home. So it was yesterday evening, probably around five. It was around five because Wayne was home. Um, and he apologized. He said, I paid a guy to clean this up. This should have been cleaned up because all of the debris is still there. And he said, we're, we're done. He said, I'm going to, I asked him about two spots. There's a spot where the, um, Drip edge isn't lined up real well. It doesn't butt up real well. This ends up, and Wayne and I had talked about it, this ends up being a flaw in the way the house was constructed so that the, um, I don't know what's, what it's called, but it goes in, in front of, um, it's under the sheeting, but before the joists. But anyway, so that it doesn't line up real well, so you can't get a smooth seam right there. But as long as it's not... Um, deficient structurally as long as the water doesn't ro roll back into the roof or into that stuff when it rains then it's just a cosmetic thing but uh, so we pointed that out to him and the since we had the metal roof put on the front and so the metal roofs have that uh, metal cap that goes across the the seam at the top and um, the one edge of it, lo it looked like to me now and I told him I said now I know I'm not the professional I didn't install this I don't know I said, but it looks kind of too, too, the, the, the end point looks a little too high up. Should it not be tipped down a little bit so that that any water does run, roll down? He said, well, he said, it's just, it's another um, cosmetic issue. He said, but I'll, I'll, I'll get that uh, uh, slanted down a little bit for you. Oh, hello, Jesse Howell. You just found the live chat button. Well, I'm glad to have you. Another one over there on Rumble. Oh, it's Howie, H-O-W-I-E, not Howell. Sorry about that. Remember, again, there's about a 20-second delay or so on the uh, on the uh, live chat over on Rumble, and actually on all of them. And the uh, Rumble live chat does not um, feed into StreamYard, and StreamYard's what I'm using to um, broadcast with. So I thank you for saying hello, though. I'm glad to have you guys here. So the doghouse, for those of you who aren't familiar, is a uh, single level structure that we have on the property that has a living room, a kitchen, a bathroom, and probably what is a, supposed to be a bedroom. However, it doesn't have a closet. So technically, without a closet, <laughs> it's not a bedroom. But it's a structure that the roof has been bad since before we bought the place. And we just this year were able to get things together to put a new roof, roof on. We haven't quite decided if we're going to use it as a rental property. Um, it would be great for small meetings and for courses and things um, that I could offer uh, in the community, just little workshops and things like that. Um, and so we're still debating that. It's got to be uh, the um, um, electrical box is on fuses, so we're going to have a new box put in with breakers and I'm going to hope I, what I want him to do I want him to put in one that will uh, has a, um, it's a it's, you, some of you guys out there will know before I will it's a 50 amp 50 amp so that you can charge a car a, a car charge um, breaker so that we can have an electric car uh, charging station we don't have an electric car uh, I don't plan on getting one but some of our guests have in just in the past year have asked about charging an electric vehicle and yeah you can charge it off the the house 
but if we have a separate a separate charging station, I can track that better and I can deduct that electrical use uh, as part of a business uh, business expense. So um, I want to I want to have that in place. And since we're going to have to redo the electric there and the plumbing, actually, uh, I want to be able to do that. The plumbing, the um, is a combination of things. The age of the structure, for how long it's sit there, um, the pipes are probably old copper. If they haven't frozen, then they've probably got some lead in them. I don't know that for a fact. We're assuming based on the condition uh, of the structure, and it's not tied into the uh, public sewer system. It is still, they've tried to disconnect it from a, um, a little septic tank. I don't know that the previous owner actually got that done because it just looks like they started a hole to dig it out and disconnect it. And then, long story short, they died and we bought the house from the estate. So it's it's not been connected for a long time. The roof was uh, actually water, rainwater was running through it, so it had a big hole. And um, this could be another uh, bed and breakfast or Airbnb or whatever structure as well. Um, we've talked about that a little bit, but we, there's still yet work that's got to be done on it. So when I say doghouse, that's what we're talking about. That roof is finished. Like I said, we're just waiting for them to clean up the debris. The old roofing that they did have to remove in the back and just... Uh, old boards and things that had to be removed to do the work and um, and get that taken care of, you know. So for all intents and purposes, it is, the roof is finished on the doghouse. The Ramsey house is still where it was, and it's going to be a long time before we get that down because I have to get it emptied out, and I just, I've just been swamped. I've absolutely been swamped. Um, the bunker here, there, uh, I got, like I said I, earlier, I think I got everything out that got wet in the, uh, in the uh, um, stormwater last week. Um, I do have a lot of stuff I need to get out of here and get shifted away to um, Goodwill, Salvation Army, Mountain Mission, Heart uh, uh, and Hands, wherever we're going to send it. Um there's a lot of fabrics and a lot of crafty things that I had every intention to work on, which I just don't have time. I just don't have time. <laughs> so I need to let those go. Um, I have tons of fabric uh, ends, you know, um, from the fabric shop that I had int intentions of making uh, projects and things with. And, it's, and I'm sitting here looking at them and they're getting covered with dust because I just don't have time to fool with them. A lot of stuff like that that I had uh, intentions to do um, those things with. The garden, talking outside and inside, I have a small greenhouse put together. I put it together a couple of weekends ago that I have uh, a few kitchen scraps like um, green onions parts. And um, I've got uh, some celery that I've got trying to root that I'm going to try to put out there and keep um, a few more weeks and see if I can get a few more uses out of it. Tomato plants are all but done. There are a few scraggly um, tomatoes waiting to, waiting to ripen up there. I haven't seen any new blooms on them forever. I have, oh, pardon me. I have been looking at overwintering my hanging strawberry plants. I think I have the answer to that. I think I have the answer to that. They do need, they can, they should stay outside from what I understand. I do need to find a way to, and it's not hard, it's just I have to do it. Um, ideally, I will insulate the base of the hanging basket um, where the roots are so that the roots don't get frozen because obviously they're not down in the dirt 16 or 6 inches. So I do need a way of insulating those. And I, as long as I keep them out uh, and, and just water them on occasion, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I could hang those uh, in the coop. I could hang them from, from the top of the coop. Um, I'm out there every day, put a little water on them once or twice a week, 
because I don't need a lot of water. I just need a little bit of water. It's going to keep them from freezing. It. The only thing is, is the is the roots. Um, I need a way to, and I, I have an idea on that too. Um, I don't know if you've ever gotten. Oh, well, it's like bubble wrap, except like you get it in home delivery meals and frozen things. And um, it's uh, it's like bubble wrap, except it it's foil looking. I'm thinking I might tape some of that around the base of a of the planters and see if that will keep them. I may trim off those babies. There's quite a few little baby plants hanging. I might trim off most of those and put them in a different in something different and uh, keep them, you know, insulated. Um, and the idea is just to keep the roots from freezing. The tops and stuff need to be cold and cool, and but you don't want them, you don't want to hard freeze on them. So I'm, I was looking into that. I think I'm going to be able to keep those. And uh, if not, if they don't make it, I'm no worse off because normally in the past on the front porch, I have used geranium pots. The geraniums generally didn't survive when I tried to bring them in. I just don't do that well bringing plants in. If they're a house plant, I can keep them, but I, I have trouble going out and back in with them. So, but I was keeping those uh, strawberry plants in the hanging baskets on the front porch this year in place of those geraniums. And I really liked it because, you know, I had, you know, a dozen uh, strawberries of the mornings or so that if I didn't eat them right away, they could go in the refrigerator, but they were there for our guests and um, they could pick them and eat them. And I mean, it was just a little fresh strawberry, a little something uh, for the guests. And it looked pretty hanging there just the same. And it was functional. So um, I'm going to try to keep those. The oh, I've already said the tomatoes are about gone. I'm going to probably do away with those this weekend, except the one that's on the back it still has quite a bit on it so I may, uh, there's no new blossoms but there's still quite a few tomatoes on it so I'll probably let those finish off and then uh, fold those containers up because I'm container gardening gardening and um, close those containers up and set them uh, out out of the way now and just close out the outside garden the livestock the chickens and ducks this may be the weekend that the uh, that the male ducks are sent to camp, sent to freezer camp. I do. I it's probably the best weekend. Um, it's not really going to be that cool, but Mr. Holstein will be here to help me, and um, I need to get the hatchet, the hatchet, and uh, sharpened up and. Like I've told you before, he wants to just skin them. I'm thinking the skin needs to stay on him. But I don't know if I have the hand strength to pluck ducks. <laughs> we'll see. But they do need to uh, they need they do need to be removed from the um, from the scene. And I, there's they're not going to be contributing anything. And they are being very aggressive with the females and they're going to hurt them. If, if I don't, they're gonna, the girls are going to be, because the ratio is all off. The ratio is all off. There's too many males to females. So we'll be, um, um, <laughs> they'll be uh, in the, in the freezer here before too long. Chickens are fine. They are molting and uh, they're not laying eggs as well as they should be. But, um, Um, they are still laying. Let me see if I can do something there. I don't know if I can. Oh, let's see. Um, what happens if I do that? Oh, it didn't do anything. It's not letting me. Darn it. Oh, yes, there. I didn't see it. And can I? Sorry. I have a. Uh, 
Oh, that's not how it's supposed to work there. <laughs> how do I do that? I'm sorry you're seeing the side, the side of my head as I try to adjust this. And that's what I want to do. I want to mute that. Mute. Ah, I got it. There we go. Took me a few minutes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I got that. Um, difficult person over on Rumble. That's what I, I'm going to, I was supposed to go, I, may, I don't think I'll get it done today, but I was supposed to go this week and see about getting a, 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 um, a different monitor so that I could uh, see everybody on one big monitor. But um, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I haven't had a chance. I haven't had a chance. Dad's uh, heart cath was postponed. He was supposed to have some lab work. We didn't get that done. Um, I was supposed to have an appointment. I got that canceled or rescheduled. Um, I just, yesterday was a difficult day. I just did not feel well yesterday. I didn't sleep well the night before. And so yesterday I just was dragging and just drained, just drained yesterday. Thursdays and Mondays, I just seemed to be exhausted from the things that happened before that, but um, the church we we had a very very good uh, speaker from AARP on Wednesday. She talked about uh, Social Security and um, uh, and and you know signing up early versus signing up late and different things. Um, and she did share that, uh, and I don't have that with me, but she did share that there is a a, a, a socialsecurity.gov uh, page where you can log in and check and see what all you've paid into it. And she said, um, I shouldn't have been shocked, but I kind of was. She says, it showed my first, the first time I ever paid social security taxes when I worked for a little local BBF, which is a restaurant, uh, hamburger joint, uh, in when she was in high school. And um, that was back in the 70s. And I thought, man, so yeah, yeah, they can track us all the way back there, and we didn't. I mean, we're we're worried about things that we do today and and being tracked by. <laughs> and we're already tracked. We're already tracked. So, um, it was uh, really good. It was very informative. Uh, of course, our Bible study. We're studying the Book of Revelation. We this week coming. We're on chapter eleven uh, of the Book of Revelation, and uh, it's. Uh, getting to the point where the symbolism is really out there and it's really hard to follow. So uh, we've up until chap up into in up to and including chapter 10, we've been able to, to pull these symbols out and understand them and go back into the old Testament and compare and do things and, and understand But Now we're getting into some of the really off the chart symbols and um, it's, uh, it's getting it to be a challenge to to follow all of it but we're not meant to understand all of it we're not because you know we're told no man knows the day or the hour of christ's return and this uh, the book of revelation is the revelation to john about the um the end times and the the, the second coming of christ so we're not uh, we're not supposed to understand all that and it even even in chapter 10 uh john mentions that um uh, there were things that he saw that he was instructed not to write down. And we were kind of wondering why in the world would he be shown these things and told not to share them? You know, what's the point of that? Because he understands it, but I guess that's to keep his faith and so that he knows that the visions that he's seeing are correct. So, but uh, we're doing that. So next week uh, for our uh, lunch and learn at the church, we will be t discussing, and it's just going to be a discussion on home canners. And we're going to, I have quite a few vintage uh, canners, and uh, we're going to look at those. We're going to look at my uh, my newer ones. I have a, a newer where wherever I think it's wherever. Um, I have to no no it's a granite. What am I thinking? It's a granite. Jeez, oh, <laughs> it's very it's a thin aluminum uh, pressure cooker or pressure canner, and um, 
it's very lightweight and easy to use. And I also have one of the new steam canners. So I'm going to take all of those and set them up. We're just going to have a general discussion. And then if folks um, feel that they want to um, have a class, a multi-hour class, um, then we, we may do that. We may schedule that for uh, another date and, and see how that goes. But um, you can't, I mean, you can't do a canning class in just a couple hours because it takes that long to get the water up to temperature. <laughs> so um, it's, uh, it'll be good, but we'll, we'll see. And we do have our, um, on the 9th of October, we're having a, uh, a free um, winter coat, sweater, and shoe giveaway and probably a a food uh like a food bank um day on october 9th which is columbus day working with an organization called heart and hand ministries and they are affiliated with the united methodist church locally and um they they have a um a location oh how far is it? About 20, 23 miles away from here uh, where they do food distributions and clothing giveaways and stuff like that. And we're just trying to, uh, they used to have a facility in this end of the, of the county, uh, but COVID caused it to close. And we talked about the potential of just, you know, bring it back. Let's, let's let you use our fellowship hall for this and uh, let's see what happens. So I, we're going to work on that some more and uh, and try to get some more involvement with the community that way oh hey mike how are you guys hey you you just got back from mail errands top of the hour but had to unload oh well, that's okay that's okay um and i'm a few minutes getting behind uh because i was over here looking at this at the rumble feed and had some conversation over there and uh, had to mute somebody <laughs> I guess I'm coming up in the world if somebody over on Rumble had to be muted. But uh, I'm glad to see you. And I'm kind of worried about you. I've been watching that hurricane that's spinning through. And I know it's supposed to kind of get you guys. So, uh, Mike, I want you you and your family and everybody to stay as safe, safe as you can. And um, um, keep in touch. I mean, I want to know that you guys are okay. I do. I know that you're down there. So I worry about you now. But uh, so we're, um, you know, the church is doing fine. We're, I, I've had a couple of down days about it. Um, we did have more attendance at our Bibles and Brunch on Wednesday than we've had in a while. And uh, we also had good participation in our Lunch and Learn. So I was really glad for that. Um, it is easy to get frustrated uh, when you're trying to do things because they don't seem to happen as fast as you want them to. And if it, if it was up to me, it wouldn't right after the first of this year, we would have been full again at the church, but it's going to take a while. And um, I mean, I know that I know that down in my heart, but um, I it's still I'm human like everybody else. And it can be uh, it can be very frustrating to. Um, to sit back and wait on God's timing for certain things. And the, some, some of you know that uh, I'm very involved in my church. It, it, a little more involved, I think, sometimes than sometimes I really want to be. But uh, I have a, um, a task uh, set for me to um, manage at the church. And um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it until he tells me to stop or until things uh, are taken out of um taken out of my uh, authority or control, however um, the best way to phrase that would be. So, well, folks, I tell you what, it's about 10 minutes till I don't have a lot of questions, I don't think. I'm going to give a couple of minutes. I'm going to say this now, and then I'm going to give you guys a couple minutes to ask any questions you may have. Um, about Holstein House, about the broadcast, about the type of things that we cover here. Uh, and I'm more than happy to uh, respond to those that are <laughs> suitable for the airwaves, in my opinion. But um, 
I'm glad to have you guys stop by. I know not everybody can all the time, and some of you will catch this on a replay. And if you do catch this on a replay, I hope you will say hello and let me know that. You just probably the best way to do that is to type the word replay uh, in, in all caps, and, and I will look for that later. Um, and uh, and see and those of you who are catching the podcast version i hope that you will send word to me now i i this is broadcast through podbean p o d b e a n podbean to a multitude of uh, podcasting uh, applications our favorite is the fountain Fountain one, fountain.fm, uh, because there you can share Satoshis in the forms of um, tips and, and zaps. And um, and that's part of the value for value, value for value exchange uh, network. But I don't always see, and I'm not always informed of comments from other folks. So if you are out there and you, um, do comment on one of the podcasts and you don't hear anything back, please, please uh, come to email or go to robinholstein.com and go to the contact page and send me a note and say, hey, I've reached out to you on this application and I haven't heard back and let me know and I will see if, I, if there's something that I can do to make sure that I am aware of your comments. Mike says, we're all safe and sound, just going bonkers sometimes when reorganizing all of our stuff when we moved last month yeah mike it's um i moved years ago <laughs> and i still don't have everything where it needs to be and i get in the kitchen and um and i, and I just throw my hands up because a setup that i thought was great in my kitchen is just really not working now it's really not working and i have i am not a designer so i can't uh, i can't come up with a way to um figure out what a better method would be. So, uh, what summer produce is plentiful and popular out there in West Virginia? Summer produce. Well, I, Mike, I'll tell you, most people with a backyard garden are all crazy about making salsa. So, um, peppers, green peppers and hot peppers and tomatoes. Uh, tend to be the big one in the backyards. Um, I'm not a big salsa person. It's okay, but I'm, I'm I don't like it well enough to to you know raise peppers. Now I like my tomatoes, but I don't I don't make salsa. Um, obviously, corn. If you go to the farm market, you're going to see a lot of the staples: the corns, the cabbages, the cucumbers to make pickles. Um, peaches and apples when they're in season. West Virginia has a great, great uh, uh, area in our eastern panhandle, which is over close to Washington, D.C., um, that where there's apples galore. We, we have some fabulous apples grown in West Virginia and peaches as well. Um, there is a plant um, called a pawpaw, P-A-W-P-A-W, pawpaw plant that is like a banana but it's it's a it's a plant it has it has to go through a frost so if it's not frosted kind of like a persimmon if it's not frosted it's not all that great um so you'll have those uh around i don't i i don't have pawpaws they're also one of those weird things where they're only in certain spots, kind of like, kind of like ginseng. Ginseng appears in clusters only in certain spots, and you can't just pick it up and grow it over here. Um, yeah, Nicole. Yeah, pawpaws are. Um, I don't know that they're limited to the Appalachian Mountains, but they are very popular in the Appalachian Mountains. And Nicole is uh, within that mountain range. Um, I don't know if she's considered Smoky Mountain or Appalachian. Um, I don't know exactly where she is, so I can't tell you. Uh, I mean, I know about where she is, but I don't know exactly where she is to tell you which mountain range she's on. But the mountains in eastern United States, which are 
kind of generally considered the Appalachians are um, pawpaws grow very well here. Um, but I don't, I don't think they, I think they are, they're, they're pretty well, those strange type of plants where there's, they only grow in a certain range. Um, my husband's family property out in Lincoln County, which is about a uh, 35, 40 mile drive from here, did have some, and I, he and I didn't even know each other existed when this happened. They, the um, highways, Department of Highways come through, bought up a bunch of their property and, and extended uh, the interstate and cut part of their property off. And so they ended up having to move back. And over here is where the pawpaws were. And then they put the road here and then up here is where they moved. So I'm, I wasn't there at the time, but he said there were pawpaws down in, down in the bottom. <laughs> down in the bottom is what they say so that's uh, in the bottom of the of the little ravine or gully or something like that so yeah but uh, most of most of the folks that are growing in their gardens are growing green beans corns tomatoes and um and peppers and they're making salsa that that's that's probably probably the most popular because they're all purpose, they're easy to get the seeds. I mean, but also there's not a lot of folks growing a lot of their own stuff these days. What do you got going on down there? What's the what's the favorite thing that you're growing down in the uh, loco part of Philippines? I have a cousin down in Florida. He's got grapefruits and oranges on his property down there. Got a little delay, a little delay. And my phone's pinging and binging. So every <laughs> I get notices when certain um, things are delivered to the house and I get notices when uh, money's taken out of my dad's bank account to pay bills and I get notices for all kinds of stuff and it's just going, it's going crazy. But I think what we'll do there then, guys, is uh, we'll start to call it and uh, it's about three minutes till and I started about well, a couple minutes early. So if you're traveling to or through West Virginia on Interstates 6477 or the West Virginia Turnpike and you're looking for a place to stay, consider staying at Holstein House. If you go to robinholstein.com, select Holstein House from the menu and uh, take a look at it, check the dates, check the availability. I do encourage you to direct book, but we do take Airbnb. Some folks are a little more comfortable using Airbnb. You will get a better rate if you direct book, uh, but you know, it's up to you. Either way, doesn't matter to me. It's all good. It's all good. If you're on Telegram, you can go to t.me slash Holstein House Chat. Holstein House Chat. And uh, uh, ask to be uh, approved into the uh, into the chat group there. We'd love to have you join us and, and learn about you and have some conversation. I'm in there at least a couple times a day anyway. Uh, and if you want to reach out to me, you can go to robinholstein.com and go to the contact page and find me that way. Otherwise, down in the um, down in the description, there's all kinds of links for ways that you can find me, uh, my books, uh, my um, Etsy shop, and all kinds of things, and all kinds of ways and to, to reach me. Mike says, in the highlands, we have squash, corn, peppers, down in the lowlands, chilies, onions, garlic, okra, bitter gourd, and bitter melon. Yeah, um, I'd have to look at the map to see exactly where that is in, uh, in Tennessee, but yeah, so okra, I, I don't know anybody that grows okra in my area. Gourds, some gourds grow, some melons grow, um, chili peppers, onions, garlic, squash, corn, peppers, all those, they grow here as well. They grow here as well. 
But I'm gonna gonna go now. And Mike, it was so glad to see you. I'll see you again in the uh, in the chat, maybe in the Telegram chat after a while. But you take care and stay safe with that storm rolling through there. I think all we're gonna do is we're gonna get some rain, maybe uh, later in several days. We may get some rain off of it, um, but I don't think it's supposed to come on land. So I thank you guys for joining. I thank everybody for your questions. I thank you guys over on Rumble and you guys out there in podcast land. It's been fun. Uh, you, Mike, have a fabulous weekend yourself. And uh, we will see you again. We do another live on Tuesday at 10 local time. That's uh, Eastern Daylight in the United States. And we'll talk to you again soon, you guys. Take care. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Post your comments. Do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.